0: Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now, let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. All of you um, that are on the line this morning, hope you had a great and wonderful weekend. Um, But I won't prolong, I'm going to go ahead and jump into today's topic. Um, I'm excited to start with it. I'm say excited and a little nervous because I'm going to challenge some things uh, a little bit this morning. So today's topic is the price of obedience, the price of obedience, and I want to give us a foundational scripture. It's going to come from Psalms 91 verse 10, and I'm reading from the Amplified version uh, on this. So it says, there is. Shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. Verse 11, for he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. Okay? All right, so keep that in mind. I'll read it as we close as well. Uh, But again, the topic is the price of obedience. So obedience has a price. Yes, it does. And usually our first idea of obedience um, on our human equation of the price of obedience, I'll give us the human equation of the price of obedience usually goes a little like this. It is understanding, having knowledge of all that God promises to give us. Then we seek out what we should do in order to activate those promises in our lives so that we can be seen by others as obedient. So what's that human equation usually of obedience is having knowledge of all that God promises for us And searching out what we should do to activate them so that we can be seen by others as being obedient. Well, I learned in my study that God has his own equation of obedience. His equation of the price of obedience is being willing to do what God asks and you will have all that God promises. So hopefully you can see the distinct difference there. And be clear that the price of obedience starts with our being, our being willing to do what God asks us, and we will have all that God promises. Instead, we focus on the outer. We oftentimes, as humans, and we're all subject to it, to want to have God's promises. There are lots of uh PDFs and trainings and focus points, blogs and everything on what God promises are in the Bible and what his promises say and where they are. But we can see clearly that in Psalms 91, 10 through 11, it is clearly written out that his promises are there for us. He doesn't change, right? But what happens is we change. And in order for us to have access to his promises, there has to be a conditioning process, a positioning, an established process of our being first. God does not focus on the outward and comes in. He focuses on what's in us so that he can come out through us. And we have to be willing to get in alignment with his way of doing things in order for us to see the manifestation of the things that God has promises, promises in our lives. And shortly I'll show you that manifestation doesn't always happen in your timing. Uh, I know we want to see all that we've dreamed of right now, but you have to understand that you are an instrument in a long line of things that God is working out. And so you will have, you will experience the gifts and the blessings During your lifetime But the full manifestation Sometimes of what God has shown you Is not for your generation It's your willingness To be willing to serve In your proper place That God is seeking So when we talk about the price of obedience We have to understand What obedience What are we being obedient to Right Why is obedience important well, obedience is the establishing of the foundation of our being so that our spirit is our being, right? Our spirit is where God communes with us. It is the place where the Holy Spirit abides and works out by providing wisdom for our actions. It is not in our soul's realm and it's not in our body. But oftentimes our Human nature wants us to start with our body, what what we do with our hands, or how we're feeling, our soulish realm. But God cannot abide in those two places because they have been fallen. Y'all have to understand that. They, they have fallen from his establishment. But when we get sealed by him, we now take on his spirit, and it is in that spirit place where God communes with us. I know I'm going to talk a little fast, and hopefully this is going to challenge you enough to go study for some clarity for yourself. So I'm not going to focus too much on making sure you understand what I'm saying, but I'm going to focus more on planting the seeds so that you can go and inquire for yourself. Okay, so as I was saying, the being is where the work of transformation takes place. It's in our being. It is the place where all of what we have become gets worked out in our being. It's not in our actions, and it definitely is not in our will, mind, and emotions. We cannot allow ourselves to focus on what we physically see as a way of proving that we are obedient to God's will. Many times we will be obedient to God's will, and there will be no physical viewing of that obedience. It is what's going on inside of us. What is he working out in us? How are we uh, showing up? inwardly in certain circumstances and situations? Are we constantly jittery? Are we constantly in a place of where we're fearful? Are we constantly in a place where we're in a quest to constantly do what we see as the right thing so that we can activate the blessings or the promises that we have knowledge of? God doesn't care about our activation points. Because he understands that if we are being what he has established us to be, then our actions will give way to the results. It is a divine order of law. You cannot violate it. You cannot be righteous and produce sinful fruit. You cannot be in right standing with God and produce fruit that does not show him. It's not possible, but he does understand that we are human. He understands how flawed we are. That is why he came as man into the world so that he can reconcile us unto himself. He knew that there was nothing that he had created that could do what needed to be done except himself. So he didn't create himself. He is a being. So he came so that he could be form of us so that he could have a clear understanding of our challenges, our weaknesses, and our flaws. That's why scripture says he is made strong in our weaknesses, Because it is in our weak places. It was in our weak state. It was in our state of fallen man that he came in and he was glorified. Okay, I'm going to keep moving. So in obedience, there are ordinances and precepts that God has given us. Now, many times as humans, we think these ordinances and precepts are to restrain us from enjoying a good life. But it actually From God's perspective, inwardly out, right, precepts and ordinances are to guard as they set as guards over the access points of our lives. Imagine, I've never been there, but, you know, we've seen images for those of us who's never traveled there. But in England, you have um, where the queen lives, and they have these very stoic uh, individuals that stand outside, guard right around that building. You cannot just walk up to that building. You can't, but they're not flinching. they not reacting to the things that you do. I've seen movies or seen clips where people are standing up there and do funny things in front of them to try to get them to move their eyes or try to change their attention, but they are clearly focused. So that's what God's precepts and ordinances do think of that image. They do not get distracted by the things that are going on around. They don't flinch. They don't react to the influences of the prince of this air. They are created and established to bring guard to what's inside, right? So they are guarding access points to our lives. We think of ourselves as the queen of England on the inside of the building because God protects what's on the inside first, right? He doesn't care about the outer court of the building. What he's protecting is what's inside of you. He's protecting. what he has sealed what he has put his seal on and that's your soul because the moment that you go and you have allowed yourself to be sealed in God through Christ Jesus through your belief and acceptance and receipt of Christ's death life death burial and resurrection at that moment your soul has been sealed in God's presence for eternity right So God is concerned about protecting what's on the inside. He has no concern with the outer part because he understands if the inside Is taken care of. Then he knows the outside will also maintain its appearance. It's sort of thinking about an empty house. You know, they tell you you can't leave a house empty because if people aren't living in it, if there's no activity going on on the inside of it, then the house begins to deteriorate, right? It begins to falter because there's no life in it. There's no living activity. So God is concerned with protecting the living activity of our spirit and our soul that governs our soul so that he can work out through us the things that he's attempting to do in this world. So keeping that in mind, understanding that precepts and ordinances are those two guards that are on the outside. They're the gatekeepers placed by our loving father to serve to protect us from the things that we don't have a clear view or understanding of. But in order for them to be effective, our obedience is required. We must know what the witness protection plan is for our lives. We must be willing to follow that out because God's ordinances and precepts are not there to prevent us from living a good life. It is there to protect us as we live out the wonderful life that He's given us in this land. It's a privilege to be alive today. It is a privilege to be here on earth despite all that's going on around us. It is a privilege, it is a gift, and God wants to protect that gift. That's why He gives us precepts and ordinances in order for us to live the access points all of the different areas of our lives what are your access points whatever role you have in your life is an access point whatever business or job you have in your life is an access point these are access points of the prince of the air these are the places where he can get in these are the places where he can touch your life so everywhere there's an access point you need a precept and an ordinance so that you can know what to do how to do it when to do it what to respond to what to react to, right? If you don't know it, then you don't know how to do the things necessary. Your being will not be established in position so that you can take the right actions necessary for you to bring forth the blessings that you desire to have or to bring forth the manifestation of God's promises in your life. So obedience, the price of obedience is that it is your will. It is your willingness. It is your spiritual currency to choose God's way of doing things. It is important for you to understand that your will is the most valuable asset in your spiritual body. Walk in this world It is the thing where you get to choose Is it God's way or is it The enemy's way there is no three options It's not God you and The enemy there are only two spiritual Forces at work it's either God's Way or it is the enemy's way Because he has been given dominion Over this world this earth He is the prince of the air So you are subject to one of those two Influences that's it no other options So if you ain't doing what God Say do then you obviously following what the enemy wants, which is to still kill, and destroy you. There is a way that seems good to man that leads to death. It is because we are out of the will of God. It seems good to us, but it does not align with God's precepts and ordinances for our lives. So in closing, because I don't want to go over this morning, uh, we need to keep in mind that when you are given an order of protection, you have the right to choose to follow it. You are not A robot. God does not create us without the ability of choice. But what he does say is if you understand who I am, and you understand how much I love you, and you understand how much I care for you. It would be in your best interest, not mine, but yours, to follow the ordinances and the precepts that I have laid out for you. Let the guards do the work. That way you can leave your strength for the battles that matter. That way you can let me fight those things that are not meant for you to fight because the moment you choose to go outside of the gate, away from the gatekeepers, my presence is with you. Because I'm always there. You've been sealed in me. But what you do is render yourself to unnecessary life's challenges because you have chosen to step outside of the gates where the guards can keep watch. You have chosen to decide what is best for yourself, thinking that you somehow fit into some type of realm of choosing what's right for you. You cannot choose without God's ability to equip you with the wisdom necessary to choose. Anything that is minus God's wisdom is only influenced by the enemy's way of thinking. So we must be willing to let go of our human equation of obedience and accept God's equation of obedience, and that is being willing to do what God asks, and we will have all that God promises. It is clearly stated in our opening scripture, Psalms 91, verses 10 through 11, There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. All right. Well, I hope today's wisdom has inspired you. I hope today's wisdom has challenged you, and we look forward to hearing any takeaways or ahas or any revelations that you have gotten. Simply go to our Facebook page, share it by hashtag Wisdom Inspired Success Calls or hashtag The Price of Obedience or email us at hello at AAC and share with us all that you have gotten from today's call. Thank you guys so much, and have a great day, and we'll be on the line again tomorrow morning.